I found myself in midair. I felt like I just went off a cliff. As soon as I hit, it was like a lightning bolt just hit me in the low back. And it was the most excruciating pain, physical pain I'd experienced to date. Charles Clay is an inner peace coach and healer. He's also the founder of Freedom From Pain. If you're dealing with codependency issues in your relationships, whew, that's like some serious baggage that you're just bringing to each relationship, right? Like needing them to fulfill a part of you that you have fulfilled for yourself. So one of the best things I can recommend for that is sitting deeply with loneliness. It's an emotion. It's a human experience sit in the depths of it past all the band-aids of the mind like hurry call somebody just get up away from this terrible feeling just sit with it and there's gold to discover underneath that charles offers the step-by-step -step guided inner peace process for releasing anxiety internal blocks unprocessed emotions and negative subconscious beliefs that keep people feeling stuck this powerful guided process helps with healing deep-rooted generational wounds so they don't have to be passed down to our children. I have two daughters now. So this is every time I choose to resolve and heal this for myself. These are generational wounds and programs, negative programs and subconscious beliefs that my children don't have to carry forth in their lives anymore. It frees them of that. And so that is my greatest inspiration. Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. So Charles... Absolute pleasure to have you here. And I was reading through your story. I am familiar with some of your background, of course. We're going to delve a bit deeper into, into that, into your history, and many of the struggles that you've had to overcome to get to the point you're at today. And I'm aware that a lot of your work is based on healing. And I am curious to know an experience in your life where you felt extremely hurt, be it physically, be it emotionally, be it mentally, be it spiritually, that you have since healed or you have since gone through a process of healing that and what did that look like? Absolutely, brother. Happy to share and uh, it's an honor and pleasure to be here. And uh, for everyone listening, <clears throat> I encourage you to think about all of your challenges too as I share mine and the lessons and blessings that have came through that. Because if whether you're in one right now or, you know, been going through some stuff in the past that now you're still receiving the lessons and blessings on, uh, it's all happening for us. So my uh, great awakening and uh, improvement with my relationship with pain happened in 2008 on Mammoth Mountain. We were snowboarding with uh, two of my buddies and it was a full on blizzard, like snow coming every which way, crazy conditions, so much so that they closed down the lift. They, it was too dangerous. So they closed down the lift, but my friends and I were some of the only ones up there at the top of the mountain, just looking at each other like, Hey, let's charge. And so we're you know, snowboarding through this white abyss, having a blast, and you could barely see a tree 
you know, five feet in front of you, just a blur of something. And my friends are ahead of me about halfway down the mountain. I went off a jump that I didn't know was there. And I found myself in midair. I felt like I just went off a cliff. And it's almost like time slowed down. And I was just, was like, oh boy, I'm in big trouble. And I tensed up. As soon as I hit, it was like a lightning bolt just hit me in the low back. And it was the most excruciating pain, physical pain I'd experienced to date. And, and I'm yelling to my friends because I know I'm in trouble. They can't hear me through the muffled snow. Um, and I look at my phone. My phone's dead. And so here I am on this mountain, this giant mountain in like a level 11 on a 10 scale of pain. And need to figure out how I'm going to get out of this situation because it's crazy blizzard. And <clears throat> it's in those moments that we just are able to find another gear and channel that inner Spartan warrior, you know, all the movies that we've seen, Gladiator, Braveheart, that just ignites that archetype within me. So I got to see a side of me that I hadn't before, um, just to muster up the the courage to click my board off and sit on it because that was the only thing I could do to slide down little by little. And then I'd have to keel over and just breathe into the pain for a while until I eventually made it down the mountain. And then I got to go see all the doctors and <clears throat> didn't like what they were sharing with me. Um, you know, we did x-rays and MRIs and they're showing me these images of how jacked up my spine is and that I would need multiple surgeries or I'd never move the same again. And in a fight or flight state, you know, someone that really appreciates these bodies, these sensory suits, we get to call home for such a short time with my background and degree in kinesiology and minor in health and wellness. I was, that was probably the worst news I could have had, you know? And so I tuned in, even in a fight or flight state was able to access my intuition and just choose a different path. And I was like, I, I'm not supposed to go under the knife. I just knew that. And so instead of, you know, they probably do a great job, but that's not where I was my direction. And I'm so glad that I chose the path of self-healing because um, <clears throat> it wasn't easy, but I found myself in my apartment in San Diego having to finally surrender and just feel into all these heavy emotions that I had been avoiding previously with a million different strategies of, <laughs> you know, avoidance techniques that I developed um, to not feel the fear of would I ever move the same again? The shame of, man, I can't even like stand up straight, let alone get to work and do something productive, um, you know, and some grief from um, some loss I'd experienced earlier in life that I hadn't processed. So here I am in this like pool of tears and finally letting these, this energy in motion move through me. And, you know, all of a sudden I felt very clear and I still was experiencing pain, but I gained this clarity in setting an intention for receiving all answers to healing naturally. And, and I did a meditation by Abraham Hicks happy to share it with y'all. It's a great one. It's like exactly what my body and every cell needed to, to hear and remember. And during that meditation, 
a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years reached out synchronistically and texted me while I was in meditation saying, Hey, I heard your back's in bad shape. Uh, check out neurokinetic therapy and KT, the work of David Weinstock. And I was like, what is this? And so it took me on this rabbit hole of this incredible work that um, this genius, David Weinstock has, has uh, shared. And it's really a great way of getting answers from the body and discovering physiological imbalances, muscles that aren't firing properly and, and how to correct that to restore function in the body so that there's no need for the check engine light paint. And so I just geeked out on this stuff and I couldn't wait to get my first session. I called him. He was in the Bay. I was in San Diego. He set me up with one of his top students, um, Christina at the time. And I walked in to see her first session and I was a wreck. My hips were over to the left. My upper body's to the right. I looked like Shakira, like stuck in a mid hip dance move. (laughs) And, and I, can tell you my body is so intelligent it was showing me how out of alignment i was with my purpose at that time right as an amazing creator with all these incredible ideas and things gifts i want to share with the world but instead choosing to over consume right like we've been taught by our society and so this was all coming clear to me and i stepped in lay down on the table she tested some muscle groups she tested my glutes and found that my glutes weren't firing you know it's just a simple like press down here with your foot and it wasn't working i was like what do you mean my glutes aren't firing that's weird and she said yep all form no function uh let's figure out why and she had me clench my jaw and then retested the same test and all of a sudden my glutes were firing and i was like hmm interesting so my body had just showed us that the neurological traffic jam was my jaw Overfiring for the big guns, my glutes. So then I couldn't stabilize my hips and spine um, up the kinetic chain to come back into alignment. And so we, you know, she's putting on these rubber gloves once we discovered that. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, Well, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. I said, You're going to what? And she started releasing my jaw. And wow, you know, we find out jaws associated with anger, resentment, revenge, a lot can be held there. And it's associated with our limbic system. So the emotional components. So this is huge release, um, very painful. But after that release, it was like, I could feel the energy flow again. And now my glutes are fired. And so we did this for a couple other, you know, compensation patterns that we found in my body. I got off the table and I was, 90% better in one session. And I was blown away. I gave her a big hug and I said, I'm going to come see you every week. I need to learn this. This is my path. I want to help others with this too. And so I took all of David Weinstock's courses, became certified as a neurokinetic, you know, pain relief specialist and got to start my practice. And so that was a huge upgrade from, um, you know, just trying to, as a trainer, and health coach training like 10 clients a day, just spin it, you know, running on coffee and, and then going out on the weekends and, and partying and sex, drugs and rock and roll, just seeking pleasure to not feel those heavy emotions. And so, you know, Charles 1.0, looking back, uh, I can love on that part of me. It was just, I was trying to choose the comfort zone instead of alignment with my purpose of sharing these important gifts. And that pain cracked me open 
to not only improving the relationship with my body and with pain, but also um, to revealing these amazing gifts, you know, then I got to go on and help others understand their bodies and remind people that you are your own greatest healer, that you know your body more than anyone else. Any guy in a white suit, you know, can tell you what they're, they've been taught and they've been trained in a certain, you know, facet. And, and so it was very empowering, this whole journey. And that, of course, as I did my practice, I started seeing a lot of the same um, common denominators with people coming to see me with back pain. Um, we would resolve the physiological aspect and they'd see amazing results in like one, one or two sessions. And then um, some of these things might uh, reoccur. And so there were deeper underlying aspects that were un, unaddressed still. And, and so a lot of my work now has been addressing deeper under the hood uh, what those aspects are that also need to be addressed when it comes to self-healing. And those are the metaphysics. So that the actual mental causes of illness, dis-ease, and what's going on in our body, those thought processes that then create an experience in our body. And when those aren't in the, the best alignment with our highest self, <clears throat> it'll show up as, you know, pain, dis-ease, and where it's showing up in the body is giving us huge clues. And these bodies are so intelligent. They're always giving us profound messages, whether we're listening or not. And this taught me how to listen better. And, and then um, the second component that goes unnoticed a lot of times is the emotional aspect um, when it comes to pain, energy in motion, right? Emotions. So when those uh, emotions earlier in our life, we're not, we don't, we're not capable. We don't know how, have the tools to process those and we try to resist it it becomes stuck and has issues in our tissues, right? And so um, it's not like we get to outrun those emotions. They will keep getting poked and prodded and, um, you know, you know, the triggers will keep ensuing until pointing to what gets to be healed until we decide to resolve that for ourselves. And so these are some of the the underlying issues that um, I get to address with clients now that get incredible results and um, as well as with the inner peace process, which is amazing for the emotional component, as well as um, diving deep into <clears throat> where there were some stories and some decisions made about ourselves, some beliefs that were created that aren't necessarily true. This is where a lot of the the human hero hero's journey of like, oh, uh, I'm unworthy or I'm not good enough or, you know, I'm not love. I don't deserve love and all these things. These are like, these seem like ridiculous beliefs, right? But earlier in our lives, when something traumatic or um, a challenge was happening, we create these decisions about ourselves and those become subconscious beliefs that keep running and showing up in our current experience as like self-sabotage, Right. And, and so it could be so frustrating when we feel like we healed something or we feel like I've already dealt with that, but it keeps showing up. And that just means there's more lessons to learn. There's more uh, lessons of blessings to discover. And, and so this has just been a profound journey of um, knowing thyself. You know, every time I use this inner peace process, um, I continue to take my own medicine because this is also healing old generational wounds 
the mother wound, the father wound, the, you know, abandonment wound <clears throat> that have been carried down for so many generations, creating suffering. And so by choosing to resolve that for myself, by going into it, taking it through this step-by-step -step process, <clears throat> instead of choosing the mind's band-aids, which are like, go to the fridge, stuff it, hurry. This feeling is so uncomfortable. Just, uh, you know, go smoke a joint or, you know, go watch Netflix or get in a scroll hole on Instagram. The mind will come up with all kinds of ways to not go into the unknown of feeling deeper into these emotions than we've ever felt. And so by doing that, not only does it allow for healing of myself, but also I have two daughters now. So this is every time I choose to resolve and heal this for myself, these are generational wounds and programs, negative programs and subconscious beliefs that my children don't have to carry forth in their lives anymore it frees them of that and so that is my greatest inspiration and why i'm so passionate about sharing this work because um you know that's my inspiration and then on the other side of that as a side effect of resolving this for ourselves and healing these old programs and, and deep wounds a lot of dreams come true <laughs> really fast on the other side of that and this is how i called in my queen this is how uh, we've got to visioneer our entire life by design and, and all the details. And so it's just been really fascinating. And it's such a gift to get to share this work with others and watch as their dreams come true, like these, their vision comes to life. And um, probably the, some of the deepest fulfillment that I experienced from this work. Mm -hmm. Is there a percentage there in terms of what's causing the, the physical pain? So in terms, is it down to an injury? Is it down to overtraining or some improper form or technique in the gym that's caused this pain versus an emotional trauma that's happened in the past? Is there a percentage in terms of what may be causing that? I'm asking you this because I'm currently struggling with a, a lower back injury. And it's mm. been prevailing for a period of time. And I'll go to the physio mm. and I'll do my stretching and I'll do my foam rolling and everything else. And it'll subside for a sure. short period of time. But I also come from a background of powerlifting and mm. just justifying my pain for wear and tear over those years. Right. Right. But I'm also curious, is there potentially something else to that? Right. Yeah, it's a great question. And there, uh, as far as percentages, you know, everybody's journey is a little bit different, but there are a lot of common denominators. Um, typically, I find that it's all, all these combined are elements of the pain, right? Any there's emotional trapped energy that might not have been processed or resolved yet that can be related to that pain. There's um, some subconscious limiting beliefs that are usually wrapped in that, and some physiological aspects that are creating the imbalance and the dysfunction, right? Some compensation patterns that are showing up physically that um, are, <clears throat> when you go deeper, there's some metaphysics behind that as to what's going on in your life, right? So, you know, I can share, because um, I've been through this initiation too, with the low back pain, it's um, just diving into the metaphysics alone, um, looking at like, Oftentimes, our back in general represents support, our support in life, right? And our past as well. So 
if you think about, you know, there are some important lessons to learn through this. This is like first improving your relationship with pain by just saying, okay, I understand it's a check engine light, just like in our car, right? And we're usually pretty diligent about when the check engine light goes off, oh, I need to make a change or, you know, change something, get it serviced before a major breakdown. So how come we're not that diligent with our bodies when it comes to this check engine light of pain? We're taught like, oh, take a pill, numb it out. We're taught all these strategies of avoiding it or not listening to it that can then lead to a major breakdown. And so it's all happening for us. So you can begin with some really powerful self-inquiry questions. One, how is this happening for me? Right? So I remember a time when I used to literally like yell at my back. I was so angry and in pain. And of course there was some anger that was related to that. And I was like yelling at it. Like it was this different entity than me, you know? And so by shifting from victim mode of like, why is this happening to me? Which prolongs the experience of suffering, right? To how is this happening for me? That self-inquiry question, the, the quality of the questions you ask can greatly enhance the quality of our lives and will allow for some answers to be revealed. And that alone can begin, um, you know, turning your reticular activation system, your your radar system on to uh, what can I gain from this to what are the lessons that I am to learn through this? Like, what is my body, this experience trying to teach me? What are the lessons and blessings? And then three, what needs to change? There's something in my life that could change or help me realign with my purpose, my passions, my, you know, highest excitement that all this is happening for me to redirect me into that. Right. So when we begin that, that type of self-inquiry and then, you know, even if the answers don't come instantaneously, um, just be aware as those reveal themselves and that can begin, you know, just like for me, NKT showed up as a text that my friend sent while I was in receptive mode in a meditation. Right. And so these, and then if we go a little bit deeper into, um, is it specifically low back pain with you? It's specifically yeah, like, low back towards the mm-hmm. left. Usually, is is mm-hmm. it's more predominant on the on the left hand side. Yeah. So, so we know that the left side of our body represents the feminine side, right, and the right side represents the masculine. And another way of looking at that is, uh, you know, our left side is like represents like the being, like the receptivity, right, the. Um, being receiving just simply being is enough and the right side represents the masculine of the doing right so even the perpetual thoughts about like oh i got i need, still need to do 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 all these things or get out home bring home the bacon right so <clears throat> these are giving us clues too as to which side it, side it's showing up on and then oftentimes um the like low back pain specifically can be related to um you know issues like fear of money and um, lack of financial support. Like I mentioned, back support, right? So if just take a note, if any of these things resonate, and then you can begin to discover some of those lessons of blessings, like, oh, of course, I've been stressing about not having enough, right? Enough money, resources, and support. So that can feel pretty taxing in your system. 
and it's going to get highlighted and um, shown up as pain. And so understanding that, then you can bring in some deeper truths and begin to witness all the evidence of all the ways that we're already abundant, that we already have, you know, mother earth under our feet that provides more than enough resources and food for every single living being, including animals to thrive. And so uh, that's a whole nother subject, but it's not just about, <laughs> there's not, there is more than enough. It's a matter of like dispersing that to the right people and places and things mm -hmm. where it's needed instead of hoarding onto it. Right. We'll so avoid, we'll avoid that. Tangent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, you can bring in, uh, once you gain those, begin to understand, oh, okay, this is why this is happening. Um, now I'm beginning to understand, you know, my, how my mental thoughts are contributing to this perpetual um, check engine light. Then you can bring in some deeper truths, you know, and some affirmations. Like I trust in the process of life. All I need is always taken care of. I'm safe. Right. And it's one thing to say affirmations, right? You can just say them and it's kind of verbally and heady, but it's another thing to like, even imagine it's a color, like that energy, that truth is a color and you really breathe it into the epicenter of your belly and let it expand to your heart, to each and every cell molecule and atom of your being until you feel like you fully embody that truth and, and keep reaffirming that. And then just notice how things begin to shift. You know, and even just setting an intention turns on your reticular activation. And for those that aren't familiar with what I'm talking about with the reticular activation system, whew, this is such a cool phenomenon that's always occurring, whether we're aware of it or not, that we can totally use to our advantage when we understand it. Reticular, meaning retina, the lens at which we see our reality through, is activated according to uh, the information that we are interested in receiving, right? So, it's like a filtration system that our mind has. It's literally a place in our brain behind the eyes that's constantly filtering the thousands and thousands of stimuli that are coming in in every second to what's actually important to us, right? So we can use this to our advantage. And you've probably experienced it when you're like, you see the brand new, cool new blue Tesla SUV. And you're like, that's the car. I can't wait to be the only one on the road with that, you know? And then then you start seeing them everywhere. Like, whoa, it pops up in a magazine. There's one next to me, you know, and they, it's not that they weren't there before. It's that now it's your reticular activation set to it's on your, your radar system. So another example can be true and happen often when we're unaware of this phenomenon and we wake up, we didn't get a good night's sleep. We're like, man, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's going to be such a rough day today. Didn't get enough sleep. As soon as you declare that and even think that to yourself, you've just set your reticular activation system to looking for evidence of it being a rough day <laughs> and the universe will provide, right? It's like you stub your toe, getting out of bed, you're um, ungrounded, so you spill your coffee, people are still in your parking spots, like all these things unfold because you've set your reticular activation to that. So we can begin to see how important it is to choose our thoughts wisely as well. And just recognize thoughts going by like waves and just identify with the ones that we choose to that feel good in our body and allow us to set that reticular activation to what it is that we want to feel, create, or experience. And so just like before this podcast, we dropped in and set an intention. Intention is such a great way to activate this reticular activation system. So even just setting 
the intention for receiving answers to healing this naturally can begin. And then you watch, you go about your day and answers start showing up for you in the most, you know, cool serendipitous ways, you know? And so embodying that affirmation, breathing that in. And then also um, another thing I think it's worthy of mentioning when it comes to pain is the body's so intelligent that it works from the inside out. And so our organ systems are so intelligent. I mean, the same power that's creating planets flowing to and through us, that's beating our hearts without us even having to think about it is going to take precedent over the musculoskeletal system. So if you correct the imbalances, you know, you get some muscles firing that weren't online earlier and your muscles are firing on all cylinders and then you go about your way, you might feel better for a while, but if you haven't, if there's an underlying compromised issue with the gut, your digestion, uh, liver, any of these, your kidneys, any of these organs um, that haven't been addressed yet, then you might resort back to the old compensation pattern again. And that can be that part where it's really frustrating because it's like, ah, I thought I healed this. Why is this coming up again? I'm sure we can all relate to that. And, and I assure you, if you're in that place where you're so frustrated because it's like, you thought you've healed this, thought resolved it, there are just more lessons to learn. There are more, there's an opportunity for a deeper understanding and relationship with your body. And, and so, um, and you get to look at it through a different lens, a different perspective than you did the previous time that you're dealing with this. So um, it's all happening for you. And um, so left side, low back, um, you can begin to tune into your body and ask yourself those questions and watch as those puzzle pieces start falling into place for you. And if you want to dive deeper on this work, um, you know, uh, this is the, this is what I love doing with my clients, helping them improve the relationship with their body and these signals and these messages from our body so that we can, can move through life with more ease and grace and, mm -hmm. and allow for more fulfillment of sharing our gifts, talents, passions, skills that we came here as a soul, God given gifts to share, you know, and that's such a big difference between getting caught up here in the mind where it's all about like, ah, I got to get this done and got to make sure and pay the bills and, you know, uh, what's in it for me in this deal, right? So it's all this chatter of like the mind's trained to look for problems to try to solve. If we just take a little elevator ride, some deep breaths and drop from the mind into the space of the heart, it's like, oh, wow, of course, look at everything I have to give. And it's a totally different operating system, right? So in that space of the heart, I choose to reside there more with my awareness because it's where you can access, you know, you know, solutions, uh, where you can access answers. It's where you can heal, feel, and allow yourself to resolve a lot of these issues in the tissues um, by creating a safe container there and living from here. And you can also, what's really fun, I call it visioneering, but in that heart space, you can experience your heart's greatest desires already fulfilled in real time. The no like needing to chase the carrot or do all the things to see what it feels like to, you know, meet your soulmate and have the perfect house and have the kids. You can actually 
with a little bit of imagination, just like Einstein knew, imagination is much more important than knowledge because it's literally the energy at which everything is created from. And then we get to create it in physical form from there. So tapping into your imagination, like you had when you're a kid and visioneering in your heart space, what it would feel like, what are the sensations of already experiencing that, Mm -hmm. of getting to have your soulmate, your body in optimal conditioning, all the money flowing in that represents how much value you're getting to share in the world on your path of purpose and mission. Boy, that's what helps you just ignite the fact that you're a lighthouse and you can just magnetize and attract in all the puzzle pieces, people, places, things that that want to come in to allow for that vision to come to fruition. So it gets to be really exciting. You're not a man who's for the grind then i take it in terms of <laughs> the hustle I, the grind I, the I, intensive workload that's never actually resonated with me too much and i i did it nonetheless right like i had to try it and um and as i got to know thyself more um recognize you know i dove into human design i don't know if you're familiar with that yet but um those those that's a great way to understand your type it's basically like astrology on steroids <laughs> human okay. design and you can understand your specific type um, and that helped me because i recognized i'm a projector which is 20 percent of the population or less and i'm not going to get into the details of that but what i needed to learn the gold nugget from that was that i'm not meant to like be a generator and a spearheader of all these like you know, huge missions and um, all the doing. I'm actually the visioneer that I can see the big scope of things from the eagle eye perspective and help adjust the micro shifts to allow for that um, ideal vision, you know, golden age or dream to come true um, by fitting in those puzzle pieces that are needed. And so, and I do that, that was a big uh, realization and really resonated with me. Because uh, when I tried to operate, like, just do, do, doing all the time, I was freaking worn out. I was like, had to take naps all the time, you know? And, and um, so I knew that wasn't my path. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's so against the grain with, you know, we've just been, of course, you're going to get tons of, historically, it's been rewarded. Like, oh, you're a hard worker. Awesome. Here's the badge of always staying busy. How you doing? I'm busy. You know, and it's like this uh, is, do you want to be busy? <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah. are you busy with? And if you really break it down, a lot of people are busy with little things that are consuming their time and energy that aren't actually like moving the needle in their dream and their vision and their North star. So it's like, I like to combine the dance between the masculine and feminine within myself so that I can be in a receptive mode to receiving ideas inspired action and get super clear on my North star, where I'm going, what I want to create, what I want to share in this life before um, I die. And so that's also one of my biggest fears. You know, when I, when I was avoiding anxiety enough that I finally was like, okay, the last thing I haven't done with this energy that's so annoying and just keeps coming up inside of me and like boiling up um, years ago, I would try everything to avoid it. And then finally I was like, you know what? 
let's call it what it is. Anxiety is energy and energy is information. And so there's some important information that my body wants to share with me, right? So what does this information have to share? And so I literally sat with it and it was almost like inviting that energy in for tea. And I learned some profound things by sitting with anxiety. Like literally your mind's like, oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. Hurry, do anything but this. And you just keep sitting with it. And underneath that, all of a sudden, as you go into the feelings, it begins to dissolve. And then there's a deeper understanding of self. There's gold to be discovered there. And in that, what I discovered was, of course, anxiety was showing up because I was choosing to consume so much more than I was creating. And I, here I have this amazing list of ideas, programs, and like messages on my heart that I want to share um, before I die that here I am choosing to consume because that's what we've been conditioned and taught to do, that of course this uncomfortable feeling is coming up to remind me that, hey, you're going on a path further and further from why you came here as a soul, right? And so we can choose that. We can choose to just keep consuming and consuming and we can choose to go as far from our path of purpose and mission as we want. That's how powerful we are as souls in a human body. We can go to the depths of, feeling the most depressed feelings ever and the most despair and apathy if we want just to help us come back into alignment. I visualize it like those, you go to a bowling alley and the, the kids that go bowling, they have those like, uh, you know, yeah, padded buffers. things in the gutter. Yeah. 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 That help you like bounce off the extremes until it goes down and hits the pins. That's like our emotional guidance system, right? So we're here to feel the full spectrum of emotions and there's no outrunning them. So we might as well sit with them, see what that has to share with us. What can we learn about ourselves? And by sitting with anxiety and biting that in for tea, it was like facing my biggest fear head on. And it was my biggest fear is deathbed regrets, you know, like getting to the end of my life. And I've interviewed a lot of people that have had near-death experiences that have died and came back. And there's a common denominator that they share. There's the light at the end of the tunnel, right? On, on both ends, I hear that a lot. And then there's also, you get like a review in, in rewind of your whole life, like from present moment all the way to your birth. And if I'm at those last moments, and I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have shared that like awesome gift or talent that could have inspired a lot of people. Or I wish I would have shared that program that could really help people with anxiety. Or I wish I would have, you know, um, shared that message on my heart or told that person how much I love them before I leave this human experience. That would be hard for me to live with. That's my biggest fear. And so knowing that, facing that head on was actually a very catalysmic, you know, fire that was lit under me. That's like, man, this is a healthy fear. This is reminding me of the temporariness of this human experience in this body. And that, you know, all these minor fears of like fear of rejection, fear of looking stupid in your pursuit of sharing your gifts, your talents, your passions, um, you know, fear of exile from your community. And all these are, you know, fear of perfectionists. All these are like minor fears compared to that big, you know, fear of deathbed regrets. And so mm -hmm. that has been a really healthy fear for me that continues to help me realign with my path of purpose to continue organically sharing 
um, you know, the messages, the lessons and blessings that I've gained on my journey that can help others and creating an easier path for others. You know, my life's been a lot about learning the hard way, this stuff, so that I can teach an easier way. So I can help some people avoid some landmines and and find an accelerated path to what it is their soul actually wants in this life. And so ultimately that they can share more of their God-given gifts, help more people, creating a huge ripple effect, and then they're on the path of fulfillment. And so mm-hmm. the the universe is always leaving us those gluten-free breadcrumbs of like <laughs> joy, what lights you up with joy, what what's your highest excitement? Those are on yeah. the path to your purpose. So is 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 the fear of death or perhaps the fear of death of someone you love is, is do you believe that that's the underlying fear for almost everyone that you know what's where, fascinating that, that's where the anxieties and that's where the difficulties are sourced yeah. from, is, is that fear yeah it can't it can be so you know one other thing that i gained from sitting with anxiety or it was almost like a anxiety was like an old friend that kept knocking at the door trying to give this message to me, you know, that I refuse to receive. And then finally I receive it. I'm like, Oh, I appreciate this old friend. And now I look at anxiety so much differently. I don't fear it. So when it comes up, it's very minor and it's like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm over consuming again. Like, let me realign and focus on, you know, what, what I'm here for. And so I appreciate that. Right. And that's become more of a friend and improved my relationship with anxiety. I've done the same thing with sitting with loneliness you know, if anyone, if you're dealing with codependency issues in your relationships, whoo, that's like some serious baggage that you're just bringing to each relationship, right? Like needing them to fulfill a part of you that you have fulfilled for yourself. So one of the best things I can recommend for that is sitting deeply with loneliness. Like it's an emotion. It's a human experience. Sit in the depths of it past all the band-aids of the mind, like hurry, call somebody, just get up away from this terrible feeling. Just sit with it. And there's gold to discover underneath that. And that was an important part of my journey before calling in my queen, because I didn't want to have a bunch of baggage that I'm bringing into that relationship. Right. So that was a huge part of understanding and reclaiming my sovereignty. I call it my own life force energy, uh, fully embodied in each and every cell. And, and so um, to answer your question, you know, it's interesting If you read some studies, they've done research on this and found that uh, more people are fear speaking in public more than actually dying, which is pretty interesting, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you you'd rather be the, you know, sermon given the eulogy uh, or you'd rather be in the cost, the coffin than the one giving the eulogy about it. Right. And so. I just found that really interesting because it's like, what are we so afraid of? Because I, I've still feel the, you know, nervousness, the anxiety before I go on stage or before I share, but I see it differently now because I'm not afraid of that energy. It's like, it's like a, um, it's the same symptoms or the same sensations that you experience when you're excited, right? Armpits sweating, uh, heart rate increases, increased blood flow, sweaty palms, anxiety, excitement, they're close cousins, right? So I'm like, cool, I can channel this excitement into, it's not even about me, it's what wants to move through me and get to share others with others that can can benefit them. And so um, then I get out of the way and, and it usually goes really well. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, I've had 
times when anxiety got the best of me and I was in my head the whole time and it didn't go as smooth, but, um, I didn't die either. And I was like, Oh, that didn't go well. And I can learn from it. You know, I don't need to beat myself up about it or never do another speech or talk again. You know, it's like, cool. It's a learning experience. And, Mm -hmm. and when I can drop into my heart space, clear channel, everything that needs to be shared can be shared. If I'm still up here, battling like am i gonna look cool uh is it you know what are they gonna think that stuff gets in the way of the actual message that's greater than me that wants to move through and be shared so i think you can relate to that definitely man yeah Yeah. for sure and and a lot of what you say rings true and the the fear of loneliness the uh, codependency issues all Mm -hmm. these things i've had to let go of myself and it sort of brings me on to the next question because as you know there's a huge movement of personal development at the moment which i'm sure you've identified with and within that personal development realm there's a lot of advocation for journaling meditation for training exercise all these sort of things there doesn't seem to be a lot of work on the body um the only thing I can think of that I've seen a lot of and I've been intrigued about as well, haven't tried it, is the breath work. Is it all relatable? And I've, I've two questions there. Is it all relatable? And do you need to tap into the body to fully develop or to fully reemerge from your your stories and from your trauma, from your pain? Because sure. from my own experience, I've done many years of counseling and psych- and work with psychologists. I've been through several traumas in my own life. One really serious one, which involved a car accident, which I was uh, convicted for dangerous driving cause and death at the age of mm. 18. Had to work through that. Mm-hmm. And still today, I have my daily practice of journaling. Every single morning, I journal. A lot of what I'm doing right now is sort of dream analysis and reflection mm-hmm. and Again, a lot of what's going on in my mind and my body. And at the same time, I'm thinking, mm, there, there's maybe more here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, if you can get so far with the psychology, with the mind, with the journaling, but the body keeps score. And when there are unprocessed emotions from experiences that were challenging, tough and decisions were made about ourselves that create these subconscious beliefs that will keep running. I don't care how much you journal about it until you go to the source of it and allow your body permission to feel and heal what is not in congruence with your higher self anymore. What needs to be uh, alchemized and released from your body um, so that you can come back into your natural state of homeostasis, inner peace, joy. And so, um, I find that the body just holds so many answers. It's like a, a shortcut to it. It's like if, as you improve your relationship with your body, you can cr- know how to create a safe space for yourself and or with others to allow for these feelings to be felt. Because whenever you're resisting, it's just persisting, staying stuck, right? And you'll keep getting the same triggers and so on and so forth. But whenever you're feeling and allowing yourself to feel, then you're healing and you're allowing energy to move through you. And so 
Um, this is a lot of the, the work that we do because there's some really powerful tools for helping you access those trapped emotions, you know, and the stories that are intertwined with them, the beliefs that were created at a young version, how to reparent that. And that's what um, one of the greatest tools, skills, I could say, if you're into self-development at all, is having the ability to identify these subconscious limiting beliefs and to pull them and bring in deeper truths because it'll change your reality substantially. And with those subconscious beliefs are obviously tied in with the, the emotions that have been stuck or trapped within our tissues. So that's why I've spent the last decade literally refining everything I've learned into this simple to use process, step-by-step inner peace process that I first guide people through. So they get acquainted with what it's like to, to go inward and to do this inner work. And your body's so intelligent that it already has it prioritized of like, which traumas get to be healed and revealed first at a time because it comes in layers. Right. And so each time you can experience this next level of liberation and freedom on the other side of that, by going there and deeper understanding of yourself and, and um, change the story to the truth of, you know, the power that you, that you already have. And so that inner peace process has been like my greatest medicine that, that I get to offer the world and those that need it. And it's really cool because once they experience it, I guide them through it. Then I give them take home version of it. That's a step-by-step. And this is journaling. Um, Once they know how to do that inner work. Now you have a tool in your Batman utility belt that you can use anytime that you're getting hit with triggers. Anytime you're feeling uncomfortable, it's like, you'll notice the mind will be like, "Uh Oh, this is happening again. Hurry, you know, go get some dopamine on Instagram or just avoid it. And with all the different strategies, you can choose that, but it's just resisting and keeping it persisting. Or you can have a step-by-step process to go through and go to the source of where that's coming from gain the lessons and blessings, let your body finally metabolize that energy that's been stuck and experience what's on the other side of that, which is so many beautiful dreams coming true. It's, it's truly remarkable. It's always worth doing this inner work. And, and like even just doing the first three steps of it, you can literally um, find gold there. And so it's like every time we get triggered, um, you know, for me, I'm like, wow, I'm like fascinated. If, if something gets stirred up and like I've experienced some anger, I'm like, oh, cool. To put on my lens, my reticular activation of like curiosity. How is this happening for me? There's something that gets to be resolved within me. Interesting. And so it's almost like a, an inner adventure, you might mm-hmm. say, you know, to, to gamify it. And having that tool, that skill is just an accelerated course um, for getting to share more of your gifts on the path of long-term fulfillment. And um, mm-hmm. instead of just giving into the short-term gratification or the band-aids and the, you know, the quick fixes and just chasing yeah. pleasure to try to escape pain. Um, is there, is there a time scale or a certain time frame to get you from being stuck in your body or being yeah. stuck with this trauma in your body to being free from it? Uh, you know, it varies, but what's great is um, this process alone is literally like 15, 20 minutes. So it's, I mean, I've dialed it down and refined it to where you can go right to 
this aspect of you that needs the most love, support, and safety within you and, and teach you how to provide that to yourself and to essentially rescue these younger parts of us that are still kind of stuck in these stories or these experiences that we didn't have the tools, the know-how, or the people there to help support us through it. So there's elements of us that still feel lost in those experiences that we get to, um, you know, bring back and integrate and bring them to the present. And in doing that, allow for any of the emotions to be felt too. And it's really profound. I mean, every time it's a little bit different journey Mm -hmm. inward and it's, it's exciting, you know, what, what people discover and, and, um, um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's well, you, such an important you, you, tool to you've, have. You've sold it to me, so we're going we're, we're, we're <laughs> to yeah. have to set something up after after this after Absolutely, this podcast episode. Brother. And I'm sure others as well are incredibly intrigued and interested. So you do have a an offer for all of the listeners today, I believe. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So if the inner peace process resonates with you, um, feel free to reach out, and I can drop off $200, just, just mention podcast. And, um, that'll save you some money on enrollment of that course. It's an eight week journey and each week builds on the previous. So you feel like an entirely new person after eight weeks. And, um, and then also, um, you know, I have a free gift for everybody listening. You can simply go to charlesclay.coach, uh, my website, scroll to the bottom. As soon as you add yourself to our newsletter, you'll receive an email with a guided 22-minute alignment activation. Now, this is a really profound practice that, again, I've refined over a decade to, it used to be an hour long. Now I've got it down to 22 minutes. And I even have like a short two-minute version because I'm a parent of two girls. So you got to have Jedi skills of filling your cup. And this is great practice for good morning rituals, for any time you're feeling off, feeling out of alignment, funky, you can um, practice this and come back into full sovereignty, um, release some energy that's been stuck, and then create from that place. And that's what's really exciting is usually a lot of inspired action ensues from there. And um, I also have um, you know, another online program that's really easy um, inexpensive. It's it's only 222 right now for the laser focus method. And this is an incredible, um, you know, tutorial and training for helping people align with their purpose and gamifying the whole to-do list so that you can actually use your attention, your greatest asset and your energy on sharing more of your gifts, your ideas, your passions, your skills. And as a side effect of providing that kind of value with this you end up receiving a lot more money too. So it's a great, uh, great way to start, you know? So anybody that resonates with any of this, um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, charlesclay.coach let's connect. Uh, I love to connect with everybody and, and see how we can best support you. And even if it's not with me, um, I'm happy to, you know, offer some of the resources we have and some of the other epic modern day superheroes that are, doing big things and, uh, and, and here to shift and pave the way for what's possible for all of us. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and that's one thing, one initiation that I had to go through. I think a lot of people can relate to is like trying to do it all on our own, man. I wish someone had told me that it's so much easier to just have the courage to ask for support or reach out when you need it. 
because it is so much more rich mm-hmm. too. Like the connections that you make, the the journey can be so much more rich and fulfilling and 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 speedy, yeah. you know, through any challenge. So gaining the lessons and blessings. So of course. Um that's a big thing for men that the lone wolfing yep. it in life. Yeah. I've speak mm-hmm. to men every single day about the dangers of that. Right. So yeah, right. let's 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 get them together, man, and change the world. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Clay, uh, Charles, this has been brilliant. And as I said, you've sold it to me. So i am gonna be in touch with you about this and I'm I'm signing up mm. to one of those packages. So I'm gonna have to check them out. Mm. And uh I'm in, man, because Absolutely. as I said to you, I feel like I've potentially hit the ceiling with my own mm-hmm. courses of uh, counseling and psychologists and journaling and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to go a bit deeper now. So yeah, this, uh, this yeah. interview is happening a good, the timing is on point for me. Personally. Absolutely. So thank you. Appreciate you following your intuition, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate you coming to my life this, at this yeah. point. So, and I'm sure you're going to help so many more and yes, keep up the good work. I'll be in touch. Likewise, brother. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information, and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.